Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we're going to talk about disrupting your default patterns. Okay, what does this mean? So default patterns, we all have them. You know what they are. And if you don't know what they are, get really honest with yourself because you know what they are. So when it comes to it, we all have these deep patterns or shadows or limiting beliefs that we have held on to for years. Most likely they're default patterns that might have kept us safe during a some very difficult times in our life, during trauma. And we use them as methods to protect ourselves, or it was in response to something that was told to us when we were younger. So, you know, um, if you got up in front of a grade school and you had to read something and you really struggled with reading and kids laughed at you or made fun of you, you probably shied right back and said, I can't speak publicly. I'm not a good reader. I'm not good at this. And you let that become a story, right? These are stories or limiting beliefs that. I can't, I'm not as successful as somebody else, or I am not as worthy as somebody else. And it seems silly when we say them out loud. Like I've done a lot of work in groups with people on limiting beliefs and you can literally, and I know I've done it. Somebody will share one of their limiting beliefs and you can see the whole room of people go, what? That's not like, that's not true at all. But it, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what is true to you. It matters like, or what you think of someone else's limiting belief or patterns. It's what they see. So if they see it and they believe it as real, then that's all that matters. Even if it's not. And this is what happens is these stories like literally keep replaying themselves over and over and over. So I've seen clients who say, I feel this way. I feel X, Y, Z. I don't feel worthy of this. And I look at them and I think, wow, that is not what I see at all. But what they see is all that matters. So what I see is all that matters. My default pattern is the fighter. I've talked about it many, many times on here. That fighter came from being the perfectionist. I was such a perfectionist because when I was younger, the one way to avoid chaos was to... (laughs) basically be perfect at what I was doing school-wise, everything around me, and to avoid any challenges that were there. So if I was you know, putting everything I had into being as perfect as possible, then I didn't have to worry about, like the, I was trying to prevent the stress from others. I was trying to prevent challenges from happening. And I know it might sound really, really silly, I don't know the numbers. I actually heard Brene Brown mention this on a podcast not that long ago. It is very, very common with firstborns, especially firstborns who are female. And this is just how I live my whole life. Literally like group projects are older by myself. Like I'll just take it on. Don't worry. I'll, I'll stay up all night until it's done the way it needs to. 
No wonder people wanted to be in my group because I would literally take over and do the work. So when I look back at it, I think, God, it was exhausting to live that way. Plus when you live that way, it's never good enough is what happens is it's never good enough. You know, an 80 should have been an 85 or an 85 should have been 90. I should have studied more. And when I would burn out, I would literally assume I burned out because I didn't plan well enough. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't do it the right way. Meanwhile, it was setting myself up for expectations of things that just, it only could result in burning out multiple times. And so these are our default patterns. We all have them. If you receive one piece of criticism, do you shrink into a shell and not show up anymore? Do you hide? Do you go into anger, resentment? Do you drop into victim mode? What are the things that you do that if you're honest with yourself, you can look back at and you have done throughout most of your life? These are repeat patterns and they literally keep us stuck in a cycle so that no matter how incredible an opportunity is that's coming up or how unbelievable an experience is, you will sabotage yourself out of it every single time because deep down, you do not believe that you are worthy of it. And this is what happens. You cannot out muscle or outwork these patterns, these limiting beliefs. You cannot out muscle and outwork them. That's just not how it works. You have to dig in and actually do the work to heal what is there. So one of the things, and this is, listen, I am not a research scientist. This is what I have put together from my own experience. And even even that piece, as I listen to it right now, I really shied away from talking about this because my brain was that, well, I'm not a scientist and well, I haven't done research and I don't have a PhD and I'm not a counselor and I'm not a therapist. And so guess what? I'm just going to say it right up front. I'm not, I'm not, I am sharing my experience with you. And I don't think you have to be all of these things. You can share what you have lived through and what you've come through. And over the course of period of the last seven, eight years, including my own journey and clients that I've worked with, I have found these blocks that show up over and over and over. And they are four general blocks. And it is the victim, the people pleaser, the hider, and the fighter. Okay. So I've done lots of podcast episodes on these and story blocks. And this is part of what this default pattern is that I'm referring to. But in the show notes, you will see the story blocks quiz that I have. And it is taking a look at those. There's, I think there's eight or 10 questions in there. You do those questions and it will send you the answer of which is your predominant block. Now, let me go really, really quick here. Victim, no change happens in the victim mindset. Not one thing, like not one thing at all. So in the victim mindset, what happens is, is that you are in a space of blame, anger, resentment, comparison, all of the negative low vibe emotions while you are sitting there waiting for your life to change, or you're waiting for it to be more fair. You're waiting for things to happen. It's not where change comes from, not even close. And, but that's the victim mentality. And that is an easy thing to fall back into. So that's victim mentality. People pleaser is the yes person. I will do it all. I will take it on. I have no boundaries. I will say yes to everyone else. I will smile. I will get more done because I want to not disappoint anyone. Meanwhile, you're sitting in resentment constantly because nobody's sitting back to help you or you're in a space of nobody cares to ask how you're doing, but you don't put your needs first. Typically, your self-care is on a lower level. No judgment. We've all been there. The next one is the hider. You, we all know the hiders. The hiders are the ones that um, 
when there's a little bit of confrontation or a little bit of challenge or controversy that they pull back and they step away completely, they hide, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to cause issues. And they literally just become the person who smiles and says, yeah, I'm fine. I've got it. Um, so they don't have necessarily good boundaries and self-care as well, but there's other more components to it. And then the last one is the fighter or perfectionist. And that is hundred percent me. That is like where I go to now I'm understanding more and more through human design, gene keys, all the things that this is who I am in my DNA. So I can't actually just go change it, which is going to lead me into what we're going to talk about next is so in the show notes, that quiz is there. I would love it. If you take the quiz, I would love it. If you would screenshot and tag me on social media at Marsha Van W so that I can see and celebrate you actually recognizing what your story block is now. The shadows and the patterns never go away. What this is going to be disappointing. I don't want to upset you, but I need you to hear this. They don't go away. Our reaction to them changes. I think this is really important to recognize because some people feel that, why am I still fighting this? That was my behavior that like, that was my behavior from when I was 12 and I'm now 51. Why am I doing this? It's not a pass or fail. It isn't. Shadows don't go away. Our reaction to them changes. We have to look at them and recognize, have awareness when they show up. And then from there, we look at it and it becomes, okay, how can I transmute this? How can I shift this into learning and recognize that this is part of me? Like I cannot hate who I, I cannot love who I am and hate all the pieces that make me who I am. That just doesn't work that way. So I think it's actually more important to recognize that shadow that's sitting on your shoulder, like recognize it, say hello to it and not resist it. When we resist it is when we create a whole lot of other problems because whatever you resist persists. It's just that simple. So I used to beat myself up constantly with that shadow sitting right there being hard on myself that why couldn't you do it? Like, why can't you just like, why can't you figure this out? Why do you keep running into these problems until I really started to understand that the the shadows don't go away. My reaction to the shadows change. So when we resist them, we actually end up judging them and that only keeps them around longer and it keeps us stuck in that downward spiral. So for me now, when I see it, I'm like, wow, that didn't take long, Marcia. There it is again. There it is again. And like, I see you, I recognize you, but I'm good. Like, I don't need you right now. And so I recognize it and I let it be as it is. So don't fight it. The other thing that I do is I have fun with it. I recognize that this is my pattern. Where can I lean into it and not fight it? In order to change our conscious behavior or patterns, it starts by healing the subconscious mind. I've done a number of podcasts on this, but in a quick message here, 95% of our thoughts, beliefs, our actions come from our subconscious mind. 95% is the bottom part of the iceberg. I think it's actually 95 to 99, but it comes from the bottom part of the iceberg. So when it comes to conscious reprogramming, that is reading and writing and podcasts and you know listening to meditations or gratitudes, like those things are surface level. They're important. The problem is they're responsible for about 5% of how our brain functions. That's our conscious brain. So only doing that will never lead to long lasting results. It starts by healing your subconscious mind, recognizing those patterns, default patterns and catching it, like catching it and being aware of it instead of fighting it and resisting it. Because those patterns, you want to treat them like an old friend and see them there and like just recognize that they're trying to keep you safe. Embracing who you are instead of fighting who you are 
really is important. This is why I talk about disrupting the default pattern, like seeing it, having awareness to it, recognizing it, disrupting it, and making a different choice. That is how we change the patterns. The faster you get at changing the patterns, the faster you create change in your life. Seriously, the faster, I need this to land, the faster you are at changing those patterns, recognizing those patterns, seeing those patterns and not resisting them, the faster you get at creating change. And I say this, like I say this with love, but I want you to think about this if you have done this pattern, because I've had clients stuck in this loop. I was stuck in this loop for long periods of time. You do the work. You have a mentor. They're helping you work through your limiting beliefs. You're like, okay, all right, I've got this. I've got it. Okay, I've got this. I can recognize it. This is what I'm going to do. You get off the phone, you pick up your phone and you call somebody else. You call a friend who's going to hold space for you to just bitch nonstop that you're stuck in this space and no one is coming to help you. That's keeping yourself in that space. That's not change. That is not actively creating change. So buying into old patterns that aren't serving you is keeping you exactly where you are. So if you don't like where you are, then I really encourage you to stop and recognize to catch those patterns because that's the only thing that's going to create change in your life. So this work is, it is work. It really is work, but it is very possible. It can be done. And I have seen it with so many people firsthand and I see it with myself. The other thing that happens when it doesn't work to just like, you're going to have moments where it's like, this is just not working. I don't know why I'm doing all the things and it's not changing it. In those times, I usually go internal and sit with ownership and say, what am I doing? That's not serving me. What am I saying yes to? Where's my self-care low? Where's my boundaries low? Where are my expectations high? Where am I not asking for support? Where am I not allowing myself to receive support? And what do I need today? Because that changes every single day. Our self-care game changes every single day. And when we are living in times of high stress, we might need more than a typical day. And that's okay too. Recognize those things. Be kind with yourself, more compassion and see it and allow yourself to move through to create those changes. And when I still can't do it myself, I reach out to a friend and I say, listen, I need help shifting this. There's something about the group of women that I surround myself with now that is so different than what it used to be before. This is not a case of let me phone you and bitch about my life so you can hear it and keep me in this space and we can just sit here and bitch. That's not it. It's about how can they hold space for me and allow me to shift this. And that requires being vulnerable, being open, asking for help and allowing yourself to receive it. And all of that can allow you to change your patterns, disrupt your patterns and really start to heal that subconscious mind. I cannot talk enough about this. I can't even, I want you to just picture the irony for a second that I spent my life as the fighter and perfectionist. And now a big part of what I teach is healing the subconscious mind and the patterns and breaking the patterns that we have, because it's not about coaching somebody and telling them what to do. It's showing them how they can disrupt this pattern on their own and catch it. Because that's what I want. I want my clients to be able to succeed even when I'm not there with them. This is like, especially when I'm not there with them, that's the long-term game. That's a long-term game. And that's what we want for them. So as we do this work, it's unbelievably powerful and it requires a lot of repetition. It also requires some of the NLP techniques that I have done through hypnosis, subliminals, tapping, all of these things, these tools that help me to heal 
the subconscious mind and what I have held on to and the meaning and the beliefs that I've held on to. It's the only way to show up differently. It is the only way. I promise you it, it works. It's work and it requires consistent behavior and planning and it is the way to do it. So I hope this message lands. I would love to know what your answer was in your story blocks and what pattern are you ready to disrupt? This is literally what we are doing in the March program. It is disrupt. It's disrupting your default patterns. It's a 14-day program. It is on early bird right now. Actually, by the time this comes out, it will be starting in the next couple of days. It starts early March. The link is in the show notes and it is 14 days together in a container. So it's going to be a mix of everything from prompts to calls to Facebook live calls and to supporting you and a community to support you. So I would love to have you join us in this space if this lands for you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for really helping me to step into more of this to support you, because that's literally what I want to do. I want more and more men and women to stand in their own personal power so that they can create the change, the life of everything that they're doing. Honestly, it's so powerful when we, when we heal these patterns and we change how we show up, we can make such a massive difference in the world, such a massive difference. Own who you are, show up as who you are, because someone somewhere is praying for the solutions that you are holding on to. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.